Gridlock continues as Patient U.S. is not discharged following their most recent crisis. Parent number one and parent number two continue to appear to be more consumed with Patient U.S. choosing them and joining them than they do about the overall mental health of Patient U.S. Today, we will continue to talk further about more of the reasons that Patient U.S. ended up in this situation because we have no further information on their case. Although an entire weekend has passed, Patient U.S. at this point has buried their heels into the ground, their mind is made up, all attempts at logic, compassion, empathy, compromise are out the window, and at this point it has become do exactly as Patient U.S. asks, or there will be no progress. Sadly, at the end of the shift, all of the staff still gets to go to their homes and continue to live their life, while Patient U.S. remains locked in this psychiatric facility. I am Louis Bianco, RNCPS, and this is episode 31 of Patient U.S., Initials used for confidentiality. Drum roll, please. Warning signs. Hit the music. So please keep daring, guys, or I won't even dare. Attention, attention. I need attention. I need to feed off friendship and presence. I need applause and some pats on the back. Just a couple of claps, enough to keep me comfortable fast. Attention, attention. I need attention. I need to feed off fake threats and questions. I need remand, so punish me. It's better than nothing. Please, something I'm hungering, but grudging. I'm an addict. I'm rabid without active attachment. Running ragged just to have it. It's tragic. Love's a habit of need. It is what I'm Okay, good morning, good morning, everyone. Everyone, as I stated earlier, I am Louis Bianco, RNCPS, and we are going to start refining this product even further. We're going to find ways to keep the entertainment level somewhat present, but we must get down to business as this is a serious topic that requires a serious tone. So, moving forward, we will now claim... Mondays as our musical Mondays, and it will be on Mondays in which you will hear Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning, and how do you do? Tuesday through Friday, I'm just going to say it. But on Mondays, my friends, you are going to get a little bit more of that good stuff. Please don't forget to check out my book, Mental Health Disability Perception Versus Reality, if you haven't yet, by Louis Bianco RN, CPS, available on Amazon.com. That's Mental Health Disability Perception Versus Reality, now available in ebook or paperback on Amazon.com. Just doing a really brief uh, advertisement, going down the checklist, as we may not. Uh, continue to go into depth with our commercials at this moment. We are trying to squeeze everything into half an hour. Please also check out www.reverbnation.com slash Jojo to hear all of my, uh, the, the catalog of the music we have been writing, although most of it is close to a decade old. 
It has been buried and kept secret for a very long time, save for a later date. That's www.reverbnation.com slash Jojo. We are available on Instagram at TheLouisJojo underscore RN. We are available on Facebook at LouisJojo and Louis Bianco RNCPS. Please give these platforms a listen, a like. It doesn't really matter. Most of what I do is in person. As uh, it appears, most of what you can get done is in person. But I digress because we have to talk about the warning signs. And maybe one of Patient US's warning signs was their idea that they could get more done in person using a device. Maybe that was a warning sign all those years back. I can remember close to seven, eight years back, four, five years back. Let's say between five and eight years. Um, I truly actually don't remember when these when these phones were, were first sold or when I got my first one. I do not have a lot of money. So I did not get one when they first came out, but I do remember during my manic phase when every day was another day to share a picture of my face. I also remember the treatment that was necessary for me to receive when I was in that mind state. It turned out that I was experiencing a manic phase, even though if you looked at my feed, you might have thought I was having a blast Well, maybe I was having a blast, but I was clearly not myself looking back. Patient U.S. is also indulging in themselves, and they are indulging in others indulging in themselves. In fact, the influencers, those that Patient U.S. looks up to the most, those that Patient U.S. tries to be like, those that Patient U.S. believes are their heroes, their idols, I want to be just like you when I grow up, they are also engaging in self-indulgent behavior. As we are noticing a lot of copycatting in our youth because they are interacting more with people 18 years of age or older on a daily basis than any other generation prior to them. There is no uh, bouncer at the front of a website saying, you don't belong here. These people are adults. There are no background checks. If someone leaves some sort of trolling statement on social media or if someone starts trolling in a video game lobby, there are no grown-ups saying, well, wait a minute, that's a kid. Maybe I should alter how I speak. No, in fact, if the kid decides to be a part of the adult population, then we will blame the kid and show them just how crude, perverse, and angry we are in our free time as adults. This is a warning sign. As I went off a little bit on my tangent, we've already done two episodes of social media. I will not continue down that road, but... The increased interest in self, the increased disinterest in others, the decreased ability to listen, the increased desire to speak, to own the room, these are all warning signs that we may be moving too fast. 
Now let's talk a little bit more about warning signs before we go any further. We call them the red flags. We use them if we are dating somebody, if we were at a job we don't like, if we are observing somebody else engaging in behavior that we just know isn't right. We say, wait a minute, I'm going to put up my warning flag. I see a red flag there. I am going to wave it. And we often find ourselves policing the world around us in the name of warning signs. However, warning signs as they were taught to me when I was diagnosed over 20 years ago with a mental illness were discussed more during the periods of time in which things were fine. Now we are going to preface all of this right away because this is a very touchy subject. This requires the highest level of sensitivity and as I say often, discussing Things such as this for only half an hour do not do them justice. I hope at this point, as we are watching what is happening in the society that Patient U.S. exists within, and even to a smaller degree what we are seeing in this lockdown psychiatric facility, is that awareness, if, if not given any other instruction other than awareness, be aware, has not led to great improvement. In fact, it is creating this tension underneath the surface as people are frantically trying to practice what they are being told is important to practice while they have no idea how, while they are not being taught how to regulate emotionally in the process, and many other reasons. Warning signs, if used irresponsibly can become triggers as a, as a personal example. And then we can use this. I would like to say this again, although I am not trying to oversimplify anything, human nature long-term, if we look, has not changed that greatly. The way we are wired internally is our physiology and no matter how intelligent we get our chemicals are going to do what our chemicals do because that's part of being a human so warning signs in general sometimes can become triggers because when our body reacts naturally to something if we were taught uh, what we are currently experiencing is a warning sign we soon find ourselves in a situation in which if we experience an actual warning sign, we can explain why it's natural. And if we experience something natural, we can sometimes explain to ourselves why it's a warning sign. What does that mean? That means during periods of recovery and health, on uneventful days, we are on high alert looking for the event. What does that mean? Our anxiety is higher on a daily basis. Our stress is increased on a daily basis because we are never truly able to believe that there is a day that will occur where we will not have to fear we are getting worse. I discuss this often with my nurses and, and other uh, professions uh, when I speak to them publicly and it's the idea that illness can be born out of aggressive treatment. This whole concept 
that I developed a different kind of mental illness simply through listening to everything that I've been taught from mental health professionals for over 20 years. We are bound to have contradictions. People who have been taught certain things are symptoms and warning signs. And if you experience this, if you see this red flag, you must go seek medical attention immediately. Those people who have been taught that are looking at a current society in which those behaviors are being exhibited without the same type of intense uh, introspection that was demanded of people like me. What if these are warning signs? What if our increased paranoia? What if, what if all of these were warning signs? Patient U.S. describes um, being in, in discussions with their friends about conspiracies. There was a time when I was a patient and when I was a nurse that I was taught about conspiracies being yet one more sign that my brain may not have been functioning appropriately. So we are going to come to a crossroads very soon in which we have to ask ourselves, are, is there a large amount of people exhibiting symptoms and behaviors that are currently described as warning signs for mental illness or our, our descriptions of warning signs for mental illness too strict and requiring change? If you ask patient U.S., I would think that the answer would be the latter, that the descriptions are too strict and that they require change. I find this interesting on multiple levels, but the, the major level being that if they are possibly viewing accurately warning signs, and now claiming that the entire system needs changed because it is too strict, is that not possibly a warning sign? I will say that again. If we are viewing warning signs accurately as they have been described to us, and deciding that because this is occurring to us, and I'm simply describing what's happening to patient U.S., if we decide that it's different for us and that the rules should not apply, is that not yet another possible warning sign that our uh, mental makeup at this moment is not fully functioning? Patient U.S. surely believes it is different for them as they are single-handedly with very little information on what is currently going on other than their own perspective, which I would like to say is incredibly important. They are single-handedly trying to dismantle what we understand as mental wellness. Behaviors and symptoms that people of the past exhibited and were locked up, medicated, and treated for days, months, and years. Behaviors that altered the course of thousands, hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people's lives in the past and possibly currently. Patient U.S. is the future. 
So as we look at how they are behaving, it is clear that this is now starting to trickle into the future as well. The difference becomes resistance. I can remember, no matter how frustrated I was, believing the professionals enough to listen to what they had to say and to some degree follow their instructions as far as what was necessary to improve the health that they were telling me was declining and that I somewhat agreed with. Patient U.S. has not yet shown that same type of willingness for introspection. There has not yet been an admittance that there is an actual need for help beyond descriptions of what those around them are doing, have done, and might do that has caused them, patient U.S., to feel the way they feel. Patient U.S., the majority of their care at this point, or the time they have spent within their care, has been detailing whose fault their life is while they are behind the wheel. Blaming, blaming, blaming is yet another warning sign. Possibly not of illness, however. I will not claim that that factually understanding whose fault uh, the wreckage may be isn't human nature. I will not claim that it is not a natural response. As a matter of fact, the majority of the behaviors patient U.S. has shown are somewhat natural responses. What becomes the warning sign is the inability to regulate the energies and emotions that are occurring during these natural responses. So we are seeing emotional energies that are beyond the capabilities of patient U.S. to control. They are reacting with too great of an intensity. They are experiencing feelings with such great intensity that they are showing a poor ability to regulate. And my friends, that is a warning sign of long-term difficulty functioning in a world that has so many different types of people. We'll be right back after this brief message. Hi, uh, folks. Rex Flexhard here from the Louis Jojo Wrestling Federation. Here to tell you that you should check out our product on YouTube.com whenever you get the chance. If you are looking for fast-paced, high-action, crowd-filled professional wrestling action, then look no further than the Louis Jojo Wrestling Federation on YouTube. Just go to that little search bar and type in LWF Showtime or LWF Recovery or LWF Our Time. Rising stars, it doesn't matter. We have over 60 competitors all vying to be on the top. It is non-stop. And it's good old-fashioned educational entertainment. That's the Louis Jojo Wrestling Federation, now available on YouTube. Back to you. 
There's Rex Flexhard. Our dear Rex Flexhard. So as we continue to talk about warning signs, I would like to, as we, we only have 10 minutes left, someday, someday we will do this in long form, but not yet. Uh, I just want to go back and recap what has been said. Warning signs, to a degree, help us be aware if we are trending in a direction that may lead us to a path of mental unrest of a disquieted soul or possibly the dreaded diagnosis of mental illness if you end up making decisions that then lead to you having your life somewhat in the hands of others. But warning signs can also become triggers, can induce stress, and can then lead us into that path of mental health slash mental illness issues, uh, internal unrest, everything that I described. So as we look at warning signs, we must do it very carefully. And what we are seeing currently in patient U.S.'s life is that all they are being taught about is warning signs. They have been inundated with information on warning signs, ways to tell if something's wrong with themselves, ways to tell if something's wrong with others, Ways to recognize how many bad people are out there. Ways to recognize how many people out there are doing bad things. And they are receiving credit every time they acknowledge it out loud. Which is creating someone who has lost insight, very poor insight, inability to accurately assess self. And it has led to a hyper- assessment, evaluation, and analysis of those around them. What does this mean? This means on a daily basis, patient U.S. becomes irritated, agitated, paranoid, stressed. The list goes on for quite a long time with every item on the list actually being a warning sign. So in our attempts to create awareness on mental illness. We are breeding environments that will create a greater possibility of mental illness. In our attempts to improve how we treat each other, we are creating environments in which we are treating each other poorly. These are, in fact, warning signs. If they are not warning signs of illness, which I will not say, I cannot say, I am simply an expert at not being an expert. If they are not warning signs of illness, they are warning signs of a decline. And if we decline too early, as patient U.S. will someday attest to, I hope, we make the climb out greater and greater. Not all declines occur to someone. Sadly, sometimes we create our own declines. Whether that's through denial, refusal to acknowledge reality in an accurate way, refusal to admit limitations. And as I list more items, we could even put them on the whiteboard as far as checkboxes for the beginnings of 
uh, a, a mental wellness that is declining. Many of the discussions we have become cyclic. How do you teach awareness without increasing how much people are in their own heads? If you teach too much of it too quickly, people don't learn about it accurately. And a lot of what we are seeing, especially in patient U.S.'s life, becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. But is it a self-fulfilling prophecy for patient U.S. or is it the self-fulfilling prophecy of patient U.S.'s caregivers? Let's not forget, patient U.S. was born a child, an infant, as we all were. All of the ideas in patient U.S.'s mind have been formulated from their interactions with those around them. And although parent number one, the disciplinarian, and parent number two, the enabler, will both tell patient U.S. for long periods of time that they have patient U.S.'s best interest in mind, parent number one and parent number two grew up in a time where no awareness was discussed. As they are also exhibiting warning signs, at least warning signs as they are described in our current understanding of mental wellness. So generation after generation of unchecked warning signs has led to patient U.S. doing more checks than anyone before them, fearful of whatever decision they make, to the point of paralysis. Paralysis by analysis. I don't know who originally coined that phrase. It is not mine. I have heard it throughout the years in my life, during my recovery, but it is this idea that our cognition is so strong, it can inhibit our, our motor function, basically. We think so much about making a decision that we freeze and end up making no decision. Our fear of failure becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy. Or our desire to make the perfect decision. Or our desire to plan something out in such a linear fashion that as long as there are no variances in that prediction, we will succeed at 100%. If there is a single variance, we will end up with a 0%. These are warning signs. Rigidity is a warning sign. Emotional irregulation is a warning sign. Freezing during periods of high stress is as dangerous as losing complete control of one's behaviors in an aggressive or violent fashion. We do not get to decide the ramifications of every single one of our behaviors. We do not get to look at ourselves necessarily and say, I understand what the science is saying. I understand what the professionals are saying, but they don't know me, so they are completely wrong. You will find, as you continue to listen to me, that it is important for the consumer. It is important for Patient U.S., to have their voice heard. It is important for patient U.S. to have their input listened to. But how much their input is valued 
has to do with how much work they put in to their own self. How much do they understand themselves because they have put themselves in a facility where they have lost control of their behaviors, where they continue to lose control of their behaviors, and they still want to define the narratives. They want the doctors and the nurses who are reading the charts that are describing the situations to realize that this is what you read, but here's what really happened. Trust me, you don't know the whole story. If you were in my shoes, if you had empathy, you would have done the same thing. Although I can agree to a number of experiences that Patient US is describing in my own life and in my 20 plus years of recovery, sadly, I do not understand violence and I do not understand aggression. This may have backfired in my life as maybe, possibly, my care could have been different if I yelled at more doctors and told uh, more grown-ups that they didn't know what they're talking about. But alas, that is not a behavior that is allowed, especially if you are surrounded by a society looking for warning signs. Aggression, even if justified, gives fuel to people who are waiting for you to show them instability. I knew at a very young age that a warning sign of what I was experiencing would be aggression, opposition. I was not going to give the people who were looking for me to become aggressive the satisfaction of seeing me become aggressive. I had to learn restraint. I may not have learned restraint if I wasn't taught warning signs. But understand that even warning signs must come with a warning sign. As is, is with many other concepts that we have discussed, something that has been put in place to help us help ourselves, like warning signs, can also end up being overused and taken to an extreme. Warning signs can cause us greater stress. We must be taught how to appropriately self-evaluate and how to appropriately make distinctions and judgments based on our understanding of ourselves and the world around us about what interventions are necessary. If we lie to ourselves about the warning signs we see, we could get into an accident. It's like ignoring road signs. Yes, I see that stop sign, but I don't believe I need to stop. Yes, I see that yellow light, but I'm gonna burn it because I don't feel like stopping if it turns red. If we pay too close of attention to our warning signs, we can also become paranoid, fearful, and soon feel like no matter what decision we make, it will be the wrong one and yet another sign of impending doom or recurring illness. This will create paranoia. This will create paralysis by analysis. This is yet another instance in which 
Balance will be necessary, patient U.S. It will be necessary to be calm during this period of time. It will be necessary to be humble. And there will be a great requirement, most likely, of patience, U.S.